never send one email the day after you send another email. Look at your emails, watch when the clicks come in. Up to a third of the clicks come in after day one. Which means if you send an email the next day, you're just cannibalizing all those clicks. Don't hit your whole list every message. It's just gonna kill you. Bottom line, if you wanna build a relationship and grow an audience, add value and respect people's time. If you send valuable messages, people are gonna click. Then they're gonna be in your engaged list and Gmail is gonna be happy because they're gonna see them engaging. You know when you're not respecting people's time. It's because you're sending a message that there's nothing new. It's like, oh, this is the same offer. I'm not gonna click on the next one because I know what's gonna happen. D2C marketers, let's get real. How many hours have you wasted searching for brand influencers only to come up empty-handed? It's time to stop spending time searching, scrolling, and haggling with influencers and start using creator marketing with Hashtag Paid. With Hashtag Paid, you can find your perfect creator match for your brand in less than 10 minutes every time. Getting started is easy. Just select your audience, campaign objectives, pick from a short list of creators, and hit run. It's just that easy. There's a reason why Hashtag Paid is the number one rated influencer marketing platform for D2C brands. As a D2C listener, you can even get credits for your first campaign. Just go to go.hashtagpaid.com slash DTCpod to get started. Welcome to All Killer, No Filler. I'm Eric with the D2C Podcast, and today we are here with Jordan Gordon, the head of Pilot House's email division. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Jordan, how are you doing? Uh, good. Yeah, it's been a couple months. Nice to see you again. Q4 prep is upon us. What stage are you at with brands right now? What, what, you know, what are you doing right now with clients? Right now, um, what we're focusing on is figuring out inboxing, finding out how people are, are getting into the inbox, comparing different domains, different segments, so that we know going in, we can maximize audience when we go with our offers. I think this is something that people overlook. So when you say deliverability, you mean specifically staying out of the spam folder? Are you talking about staying out of the promotions folder or just being within delivered? Yeah, I, I mean, mostly I'm talking about spam. I want to be clear. Spam is not just people clicking that you're spam. More importantly, spam is them never, ever seeing the email at all because it just gets thrown in the garbage by the ISPs. So two things happen when Black Friday comes. One all these messages hit. And then at the same time, the ISPs tighten up what they're doing, <laughs> right? So one thing that can happen if you're not really on top of it is your audience doesn't even see your messages. Sending into the void. The narrative is, oh, the click-through rate is low because there's just so much in their inbox. It's like, no, the click-through rate's low because you're not even reaching your audience. Crazy. So what steps are you actually taking right now? You're warming up IPs, you're making sure that email addresses have enough history that you're sending from, all this type thing? So uh, I'm going to go through a nine-message sequence that they can do uh, over Black Friday. Nine messages is a, is a lot, right? So how do you make that work? I'm going to go through that piece by piece. The first message, and by the way, you can start like, people start this stuff November 1st. If you're just sending a Black Friday email, you're already too late. You've already missed the whole show. So think about starting early. And of course, that depends on your, your inventory cycle and all that kind of stuff. But then the first message that goes out is a VIP message just to your whales, just to your biggest accounts. Uh, and and there's the message is just get first pick, right? So that's pretty classic. And you send offer one, right? Offer one is just like a, your, your first offer that you go out with. This is pretty common. You can Google this, all the kinds of strategies for this. Nothing super special about this. But obviously, you start with that. Second message, this is where it gets strategic. So you launch to your whole list 
no special exclusions. And your whole list, I mean, hopefully you've got some kind of, your whole list meaning an intelligently thought out whole list, like they've engaged in the last year or something like that. And, you know, kind of like good, good strong list hygiene practices. But that whole list with your offer one, and this is where you learn. So you need to break this up. I break this up into six segments. Recent prospects, recent buyers, stale but engaged prospects, stale but engaged buyers, stale but unengaged prospects, stale but unengaged buyers. It's kind of like a six-segment six life cycle. But whatever you do, make sure that you've got your segments that you're using. You want to have buyers, prospects, maybe some product-based segments. Are they engaged? Are they unengaged? Right? Whatever segments you're doing, you lump them all in there. This is different products do this differently, but obviously Klaviyo, who a lot of people use, it'll just give you reporting by your segments. So you send it out and you see which segments are already killing it, which segments are having problems. So right now we're doing that, but of course, in a few months, it's going to be an entirely different situation. There's going to be already more traffic. ISPs are going to be tightening up. So you need to like retest. And that's, so this, this message is where you find that. And from that, you start making exclusions. You start making exclusion lists. So as you send, you can put exclusions for less, um, and we'll go over some strategies in a second if you want, but basically for less, for the, the, the uh, not the creamiest, you pull the, pull the ones that aren't the creamiest out in your sends to help lift you while you go through the trenches. And that also probably helps with deliverability. Exactly. It's going to get you in the inbox. So to be specific, it's like, let's say, here's the common one. Let's just call out what's going to happen. What's going to happen is you're going to have worse open rates for Gmail than you are for other um, uh, ISPs. And Gmail is going to be your biggest one. That's just going to happen for like 99% of the people that are listening to this. So you want to have ready your thing. That, let's say you were doing 12-month mailable list where anybody who's interacted in 12 months gets a message. It's classic. So then you're going to have an exclusion that says, well, for Gmail people who haven't excluded in more than 270 days or 240 days, right? Find them and then exclude them from the messages. So you're so everybody gets a lot, but then Gmail, you're a little tighter. And then every message, as you go through this, you're watching. How's Gmail doing? Do I need to tighten that up a bit more? The important point is you want to tighten based on the ISP. And also, of course, you do this if you're doing product segmentation versus lifecycle segmentation, you do the same thing. Oh, this people who are into this product line, for whatever reason, they're not engaging as much. Okay, fine. I'll just tighten up on that product line rather than tightening up on my whole list, which helps me maximize my audience. While gaining reputation to get in that inbox in Gmail, which is the big daddy of them all. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Should I do the next message? Yeah, let's go. What's, so sorry, this is the third message? Or the so second. now we're going to go to the third message. We're on, a, we're on a nine message pack, right? And if anybody likes this, hey, I'll do this for you. So uh, then we then we do, uh, still on offer one, we do two messages. And of course, I mean, you know, you can do or if you want, but you, know, you could do both. Product feature, and it goes to your engaged audience. So the last one was your whole list. Now we send engaged. Why? Don't hit your whole list every message. If you're on a big, huge nine message Black Friday thing, it's just going to kill you because no one's going to interact enough, right? The full list sends are to reach your unengaged audience and, and pull them in. And, and again, that's as much of your unengaged audience as you can send to. You're, you're adding exclusions, pulling out the uncreamy ones as you go, right? Anyway, send to your engaged audience a product feature and then reinforce offer one. 
So here's a great product and you can go through some of what, whatever you got going on and push it, right? And it's gonna move that product. Benefits. Yep. Classic copywriting. Yeah, exactly. And then the next one would be um, perfect together, right? Where you take like a bestseller and, and pair it with something. So here you're getting people into your catalog and reinforcing offer one and you're putting in your exclusions. So now you learned a whole lot, right? And so you can kind of tighten up as, as, as necessary. Make sense? I think so. And how small does the audience get is one question I'd have. If you start with 100,000 people at this stage with a healthy list, what size of list are we talking about? How many people have we excluded? Yeah, so you hit your 100,000 and now you're going to be hitting, I don't know, like 30 or 40, something like that. You know what I mean? Really depends. And by the way, I, like, I, I audit a couple of brands a week and this is all over the map, what portion are engaged. Sometimes only half your list is engaged. Sometimes 80% of your list is engaged, in which case you're hardly losing anybody when you do that, right? D2C newsletter, 94. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's because you guys have the experts here at Pilot House. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, so next message, we're going to switch to offer two. You can't just send, do the same offer. So you know, hey, we're going to have a separate thing that comes out, right? A separate percentage, a separate what it's on. Uh, that depends on brand, but you need to update the offer. And also, you're probably now, hopefully, going to be stocking out on some stuff. So then what are we going to switch to? Let's switch to a predictive promotion, you know, with, with your system that knows what's in your catalog and just spits out things that are in your catalog. So you don't have to worry about the stock out kind of stuff. So you do one that's popular or bestsellers, and you use the, uh, a predictive sell to feed out a few things that the system knows are in stock live. Sorry, that's a Clavio feature? What is predictive sale? Explain that yeah, a little bit. It is a Clavio feature. It, there's a, there's a, a, a section you can put in an email that uses predictive intelligence to understand for each user, what are the, you know, people who like this also like this. It uses that kind of, um, that kind of machine learning that, you know, we see from Amazon. So we're always trying to be more like Amazon when we think about kind of being efficient, right? So yeah, use one of those predictives Send it to your whole list again. So now we're back to the whole list. We did two engaged. Let's hit the whole list with offer two. So you can see there's a few different things going on over this nine, nine uh, messages. Um, and it's fresh again. And the people that aren't as interested will, you know, they'll see another offer, but they won't have been hit all the way down. So it's just another opportunity. Maybe this offer will pique their interest and bring them into your funnel. That's right. And, and get them back into the kind of engaged list. So now you're, you're being, uh, you're carefully trying to pull in people that you otherwise wouldn't be able to reach if you followed a pure engagement strategy. And let me just say, it's important. Whenever you're emailing your, your kind of unengaged list, you've already looked at, the, at your segments. You've already, or let's say under-engaged list. It depends on how you, how, you, how you do this. But you've already looked at your segments. You already understand how they're inboxing. And you've already applied exclusions to make sure that uh, you're appropriately managing that segment. So then the next one goes to your engaged. It's offer two. And it's like a... Are these all a day apart? Sorry to interrupt. Are these all a day apart? Oh, that's a very good question. And I've got a point on that directly. So I'd said start as, as early as November 1st. But here's the rule. Never send one email the day after you send another email. And there's a technical reason. You look at your emails and you watch when the clicks come in. Up to a third of the clicks come in after day one. Which means if you send an email the next day, you're just cannibalizing all those clicks. And if you watch the, your click-through rates as you do this, you're going to get a higher click-through rate overall if you leave two or three days in between. Good to know. Okay, so we send next. We, maybe, maybe you can do it back in stock. 
and then you send to engaged offer two. So now offer two, you've done your, your list and you've done engaged. You're, you're kind of your best of. Next, okay, Cyber Monday. You gotta change it up now. You need a different Cyber Monday offer. So it's a different percentage or focused on this, cate on this category. The first one you send to the list and the second one, maybe you do, this is where we're getting to the end here. This is email eight, like last, last left. So it's getting tough. Yeah, sold, scarcity. Yeah, and you start saying, here's some stuff. Here's some good stuff we still got in stock. Hurry, right? Because it, and, and it's Cyber Monday, so you want to obviously be at that point where you're getting stock outs later on in your season. And you kind of reinforce offer three. This is tier engaged. And then finally, email nine, you close the whole thing off with um, Black Friday, Cyber Monday closing. And this is where you're like, look, 70% off. Anything that's still here, just get it out of our warehouse and just close that sale off. Yep. Nine email sequence. There you go. We'll have, you'll have to send me over the notes on these and I will include them also in the show notes so people can actually have like a, a templated series. And now, so we're talking two to three days in between nine emails. So this is like, this sort of goes over starting November 1st. When is Black Friday? Like let's, this is the first we've even talked about it on the podcast. When is Black Friday in 2020? Two. <laughs> let's let's all let's Google it quick. It's Friday, November twenty fifth, the day after Thanksgiving in the United States. So I mean, you know what? The, the days we I at this point we haven't actually picked the days, and the days would be different by brand. But you can see how you're able to space it out two or three days between a message and hit the whole month and and have strategies to stay inside the inbox. I have a couple of notes here too to just kind of bring the whole thing together. You got my first one. Good question. How close are they together? Um, specifically, some of the exclusions. Find people. Gmail, zero opens in more than 90 days. Or uh, Gmail, uh, they didn't engage at all in any way in 240 days. Or this is really, this one's really important. You can do it with Klaviyo. Do your Apple privacy opens. So if you measure engagement, based on someone opening, do it if Apple privacy open equals false. Apple privacy open equals false. That means you know it was an open because Apple will tell you, for people who have privacy on, they'll just tell you it's an open. And if it hits the inbox, it's automatically an open. So what you're doing is, let's, let's run through this in our heads. This is so important if you wanna get in the inbox for Black Friday, right? Is, let's do a, a thought experiment, 30% open rate, okay? If you select people who are Apple privacy open equals true and send to them, 70% of those people aren't even opening. So you're, you're saying, let's send to people who aren't going to open our email, just as you're trying to get in the inbox, right? So make sure you do those kinds of exclusions. Um, oh, yeah. And the last thing here is like, look, every email has to be a subject line A-B test. Every email for two reasons. One, you're going to learn. On the way, during the, on the process, you want to learn what's working and adjust your marketing along the way. You don't want, it's not a waterfall, right? You want to learn as you go and that helps you learn and it optimizes. So if you do like 20% AB and send, send the winner to 60%, what you've got is 80% of people got your winner. You got your business 80-20. You're optimizing the whole way. Everything has to be a subject line AB test. 
Well, I think this will help a lot of people. Like, just definitely, even just the idea. I think probably a lot of a lot of high level marketers do this. They they're adding exclusions on each of these offers to make sure that you're not cannibalizing your your open rate. I just think there's probably a lot of marketers that have, because it's happened to me multiple times, even from personal emails, when I've done heavy sales campaigns on things where I'm emailing a lot of people, I'll realize halfway into it, oh, I guess I, I'm now, like I, I pissed off Google a little bit, so I'm, I'm, I'm in the spam box here. And all of your efforts go for naught. So I imagine there probably are a lot of D2C brands out there who hit the email button for Black Friday, Cyber Monday without doing a lot of this prep and then just go into a black hole without ever really realizing it. But by the time you send your VIP offer, you had better know how you're inboxing. You have to know. And so, to again, think about recent, people who just signed up recently, right, and engaged. Those are your good ones. How you define engaged is your decision, right? And you might have two layers of engaged. You might have, like, really engaged and kind of engaged. But basically, you've got your, your good stuff and your stuff that's not so good. And if you're using Klaviyo, and most of the people who contact me are using Klaviyo, so we've just we've got this figured out. If you're using Klaviyo, and you send, and other tools will do this too, it's going to tell you how each of those segments acted. And if for some reason you don't have a tool that does it, what you can do is put the segment code, do some testing, put the segment code into the UTM, your Google Analytics UTM. You've got, and when you when you look inside Google Analytics, you're going to see the number of clicks. You're going to see your segments. You're going to understand the click-through rate of your segments. Clicks don't lie. There's no problems with op- like we have with opens. So you can do this grassroots or whatever. You can do it yourself. Make sure you know going in, right, how that's working. Are there any tools you use for deliverability, or is, are, are you just sort of doing tests where you're checking on owned boxes and things like that? Like how, what sort of external tools are you using for some of this stuff? At the small to medium-sized business level, which I assume is a lot of people who—I mean, sorry—we do have an we do have an audience of like people at, at Fortune 500. So I'll speak to both. Um, if you're a small medium-sized business, just get Gmail Postmaster tools. Just get Postmaster tools running on your account, but it only works if you have your own domain. So if you're doing a Clavio domain uh, and a Clavio IP, all you really have is your is your click-through rate, which is—I mean, what I described, measuring by segments and doing your click-through rate and your opening rate—that's enough. That is enough. But Gmail Postmaster Tools, watching that is huge. At, a, at an executive level, sorry, at like a, a Fortune 500 level, there's like Deliverability Plus is, I mean, it's one that I've used. But there's a bunch, there are a bunch of um, tools that attach themselves to multiple different ESPs that you can use to look at your inboxing rate. And, uh, and my experience when using these tools uh, is that um, you're not inboxing nearly as much as you thought. You're looking at it and you're like, oh, I'm only inboxing 65%. Every, I thought everything was okay. And then you realize you're missing, the, there, there's this huge gap. Uh, so also anybody on our audience who's at a Fortune 500, I've been there and I'm happy to uh, consult with you. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly like for, at D2C being an email company, we've, we use Glock apps actually quite a bit to make sure that every newsletter is not only inboxing, but also for us staying out of the promotions folder, which is, you know, considered inboxing. But for us, we definitely see a, a drop in performance when we're, when we're in that promotions folder is, and I, is that just sort of when you're at, when you're literally sending Black Friday promotions, is it just sort of par for the course that you understand there's going to be you're going to be in promotions a little bit, or do you ever work against that as well? At that scale, the best thing you can do is during the welcome program, when someone is the most in love with your brand, tell them put us in your main inbox. Just send them an email and tell them flat out do yep. that. Um, but if we think about measuring to the metrics. The more you're in the inbox, the better your metrics are going to be, right? It's like, it's kind of like a, 
So as you, when you're doing your testing, mostly you want to be looking at click-through rate because when emails go out, ISPs are looking, are people clicking on this email, right? So you mostly want to measure that. And so do your, do your product segments, do your engagement segments, do your ISP uh, segmentation, products, engagement, ISP, that's the three you want to do. And look at how they interplay. And you're going, to be, you're going to see how much potential you have. Oh, this one's doing really well. I guess for all you know, you know, when you hit a threshold and things improve, maybe that was promotions. You know, I mean, right? It's kind of like behind the black box. But if you're, if you're managing to your numbers and improving based on that, you're going to overcome that kind of issue. You're going to be on the right path. And the one thing that we have determined is like when you stay, when you fall off that path, it's harder to get back on it. But when you stay on it, there's more leeway. If you can really keep working on it, keep diligent about it. We've, you know, we've not been in the promotions folder for, for a long time now. Um, and it's like, it's like there's, there is a sense of momentum. I feel like when you're doing things right. Again, the, the key finding, just to close this thing off, the key finding, I audited a lot of brands and very often someone's got a deliverability problem. It's because often they're messaging their list, the whole list, three times a week. The audience is informed. The audience is informed once a week in what's happening with your brand. So, you know, with, with the tactics I've given you, be careful. Make sure you manage off the metrics. Look at how things are inboxing by product, by engagement, by ISP. And apply exclusions to, to make sure that you're tight where you need to be tight. But you can be loose. Like, usually you can be really loose with Yahoo!, they're just like, yeah, put it in the inbox. <laughs> Make sure that you're, you're doing all that. And then, you know, we focus so much on deliverability, but also clearly the important point here is, is the offer structure. So we went through four different layers of offers. We went through different groups that we're sending, like different engagement levels and different times when you're applying exclusions. Because bottom line, if you want to build a relationship and grow an audience, you add value and respect people's time. If you send valuable messages... People are going to click. Then they're going to be in your engage list and Gmail is going to be happy because they're going to see them engaging. And so you know when you're not respecting people's time. It's because you're sending a message that there's nothing new. It's like, oh, this is just the same offer. I'm not going to click on the next one because I know what's going to happen, right? Oh. Yeah, or they've been they've excluded themselves because they've not that you shouldn't be sending them because they're clearly not interested because they haven't opened in the last three months or something like that, right? So you just really have to be cognizant of that of those kind of uh, segments for sure. So this is what we do. Yeah, this is what we do all day long at Pilot House. This is going to be an interesting. Like I, I'm excited for the write up on this because I think there's a ton of value in here. Obviously, a ton of value. This this whole this whole space of like email. Uh, for e-commerce is such an interesting one. There's just so much opportunity for brands to do it right. And I feel like it's only going to be, you know, increased priority in the world of rising expenses and ad costs and things like that. So glad to have you on board. Email is an unstoppable protocol. (laughs) That's right. Like podcasts, actually. Uh, Much like podcasts. Uh, Very cool. Nice. Well, if you want to work with Pilots, go to pilothouse.co, fill out a form, and uh, you'll be in touch with Jordan shortly, I'm sure. Uh, Thanks a lot, man. We'll uh, talk again soon. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're not getting the D2C newsletter, you can subscribe for free at directtoconsumer.co. And if you want to learn more about Pilot House's all-killer, no-filler services, take off to pilothouse.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.